What's the most important factor for determining a coin's value? Rarity. And now, the COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in the creation of a modern rarity. When the West Point Mint was shut down due to health concerns, 240,000 emergency production 2020 American Eagle silver dollars were minted in Philadelphia for 13 days only. And that makes these coins with the P-Mint attribution the second rarest coin in the entire American Eagle bullion coin series. This extraordinary coin is now available, but only for a limited time. Just call government.com. At 1 386 8018. To learn more about these emergency production 2020 American Eagle silver dollar coins, call 1 800 386 8018. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's bonus package, a $10 value free with every order. Call 1 800 386 8018 now to secure your Philadelphia Mint 2020 American Eagle silver dollar coins before they sell out. That's 1 800 386 8018. Arizona News Radio, the State Health Department reports 996 new coronavirus cases today and 68 more deaths. That brings a total of 197,895 cases and 4,756 deaths. The positive rate for tests taken over the last week is 5%. The Arizona Education Association has sent a letter to Governor Doug Ducey asking for a statewide school safety plan against COVID-19. AEA President Joe Thomas. The governor comes out every week or so and talks about where the the data is as far as uh, the spread of this virus, the hospitalization rate. That's really important, but it's not a plan. Dr. Rebecca Sunnishine from the Maricopa County Health Department says she is encouraged with the declining number of coronavirus cases and deaths in Arizona. We are definitely past the peak on this particular wave of COVID-19. Mike Salceda, Arizona News Radio. For the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center, an excessive heat watch goes into effect Monday. For this morning, a clear sky, sunny today, high 108, clear tonight, low 88. Sunday, sunny, high 110, sunny Monday and Tuesday, high each day, 112. I'm meteorologist Jim Minaldi from the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 94 degrees. Next news in 30 minutes or when it breaks, here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. The information and opinions you hear on this radio show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KFNX, its affiliates, management, or advertisers. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, having trained more than 24,000 vets, helping you and your fur babies thrive, live in studio on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. It's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura, answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good morning. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls in, answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a cat that's crazy or a dog that's out of control and desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors, pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free at 866 536 
1100. She's back. Hi, Sitting you? next to me is the lovely Brittany Duchesne. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How was your week? It was good. It was good. Busy as usual. Talk to a lot of people and their dogs? Absolutely. Or about their dogs? Yep, always. What was the theme for this week? Did you get any repeat calls, repeat behaviors? That is a good question. Yeah, a lot of uh, people's dogs barking, of course, um, but trying to escape out the front door. Ah, running away. Mm-hmm. Door dashing. Yep. Yeah, that can be really dangerous, running into the street, getting run over by the car. Actually, resolving that problem takes about two minutes. Two minutes to stop a dog from dashing out a door. Of course, then you have to repeat the training over and over, and mm-hmm. uh, the dog will finally get that. So maybe you've got a dog that dashes out the door and is running away. If you do, give us a call. The number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. So we are in a new time slot. We've got our new spot we were on Sundays, so everybody make note that now we are on Saturdays from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm excited about the the new time spot. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think uh, we're going to be able to help more people with their dog and cat behavior problems. Um, so looking forward to uh, doing this on, on Saturdays. Well, it is time for Pet Talk in the News, and and this is an interesting one. I don't know how everybody's going to feel about this particular article, but I like to find kind of crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, (laughs) North Korean dictator Kim announced in July that owning a pet is now against the law, denouncing having a dog at home as a tainted trend of bourgeois ideology. North Koreans have been ordered to hand over decadent, and bourgeois pet dogs for restaurant meat as the country is rocked by food shortages. Kim Jong-un has declared that pet dogs are a symbol of capitalistic decadence and ordered that dogs in Punyang be rounded up and owners are fearful that their beloved pets are being used to solve the nation's food shortages. However, dog meat has long been considered a delicacy on the Korean peninsula. Although the tradition of eating dogs is gradually fading out in South Korea, authorities have identified households with pet dogs and are forcing them to give them up or forcefully confiscating them and putting them down. There is an estimated one million dogs that are reared on farms to be consumed every year in the South. Now that's just South Korea. And they said, you know, it's fading, but there's a lot of dog meat being eaten in South Korea and probably a whole lot more in North Korea. Um, it's called, uh, gagogi. That's the dish yeah. with meat, dog meat. It's called gagogi. So if you ever go uh, to a Korean restaurant and you look on the menu and they got gagogi, you might want to get up and get the Pass. heck out of there, right? No, thank yeah, you. I'd, I'd run out of there with my tail uh, tucked between my legs <laughs> if, if that was the case. Um, so the American Kennel Club also came out with uh, the top 10 most popular breeds this year. The AKC, American Kennel Club, listed the top 10 most popular breeds. What, what do you think is number one? Do you have a guess? Oh, Popular, I've, I always want to say German Shepherd. You are close. Ah. You are close. However, 
For the 29th year in a row, the number one breed is the Labrador Retriever. Ah, that, that makes sense. Americans <laughs> love their Labrador Retrievers. However, they also love their German Shepherd dogs, which mm-hmm. was number two. Okay. Yep, German Shepherd was number two most popular. What do you think was number three? Ooh. So number one, Labrador Retriever. Number two, German Shepherd Dog, number three most popular breed. What do you think? Staying with the big dogs. Well, you tell me. Mm, I'm biased because I have a, I've got a pit bull, so maybe a Staffy. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. That's not correct. The third most popular dog by registration, AKC. And remember, these are purebreds. The Golden Retriever. Oh, the of Golden course. Retriever. Yeah. Now, number four, I was surprised by. Number four is the French Bulldog. Okay, those are super cute dogs. They are cute, and they got lots of energy. They're fun to play with, and they're becoming more and more popular. We see a lot more of them yeah. in our in our training program at Phoenix Dog Training. So even though I was surprised after I thought about it, I thought, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Number five, the bulldog. Mm. The bulldog, number five. So apparently Americans are loving their, their little bulldogs. Okay. Number six was the poodle. That's super popular. Now think about, think about if they registered all of these designer breeds that have been mixed with poodles. You know, you got the multi poo, uh, every kind of poo that's out there. They've mm-hmm. got it. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, golden doodle, mm-hmm. you know, the labradoodle, um, everything's a doodle. Everything's a poodle. Uh, mix because they're hypoallergenic. And, and so people that have problems with allergies, they're looking for a poodle. They're looking for a dog that's been mixed with a poodle and hoping, hey, they're not going to shed. The dander's not going to be there. They're mm-hmm. not going to have those allergies. So anyway, poodles number six. Number seven, any idea? I do not. One of my favorite breeds, the beagle. Oh, I would have said schnauzer. Yeah, no, the beagle. <laughs> you know, I, when I grew up, the first dog I had was a beagle. Oh. Yeah, the dog's name was Tag. That's and cute. I, I think that's why I really like beagles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. My, we had, um, we had a rabbit. I lived in Wisconsin, okay, so we had, you know, winters that were rough. And we had a rabbit that lived underneath a bush at our house and had baby bunnies. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the mother rabbit didn't come back. So my dad and I, we got the bunnies. And what we did was we went ahead and started feeding them and taking care of them. And, of course, we let Tag, our beagle, check them out. Oh, my God. No, Tag was a female. Mm -hmm. Her mothering instincts came out immediately. She thought these little bunnies were her puppies. And she wanted to take care of them. And these little bunnies are trying to get nursed off of her. And oh, how sweet. Yeah, there's nothing to get, but it was the cutest thing. It was the most adorable thing to see this beagle be able to um, take care of these these bunnies. It was fantastic. That's so sweet. So we are going to go to the phones. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to take your pet behavior and training questions. And we've got a caller on the phone right now, and it's Patty in Tempe. Patty? You're on Pet Talk today. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Are you having a good weekend? So far, so good. I literally just woke up. Oh, you just woke up and thought about us. I I feel honored. I feel honored. Well, I saw your Facebook post. I'm like, huh. Yeah, we're promoting it on Facebook. So tell me, what's going on? What kind of pet do you have? What kind of problem do you have? 
Well, we just adopted a rescue um, that was found living under a dumpster in Nogales, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, she's some sort of cattle dog mix. She's about seven months old, and um, she's really scared of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had her two weeks now, and she's come a long way, I believe, in those two weeks. I mean, she still won't let me pet her or anything, but she's at least come out of her kennel, and she runs around, and mm-hmm. she's starting to become playful, and she'll come up to me, but she won't let, let me pet her. But the problem is, is, well, there's a couple. Number one, the fact that she's scared of people. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, she hates the leash. Mm-hmm. And um, can't, I mean, it's really hard to get the leash on her. And she, you know, like our vet said, let's just leave it on her to let her get used to it. But mm-hmm. she chews it and chews her harness mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do, when you are able to get her outside, she just lays down. So we're having a hard time with the leash and getting her potty trained. So, so far, unfortunately, She's only been going to the bathroom on potty pads. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she, for the most part, gets it on the potty pads. Mm-hmm. But i got to figure out a way to get her outside. Yeah. Um, and I have two other dogs that I have not formally introduced her to yet because I'm just not, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Sure. So there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. You got a lot going on with, with this new, uh, rescue dog that you got. You know, a lot of times when they come from Mexico, um, you know, they've been strays. It's been tough. They've, they've gone through sometimes a lot of trauma and they are scared. They are scared of everything. And sometimes it's imprinted on their nervous system. Now, obviously the first thing we want to do is we want to try to get them exposed to the things that they're afraid of. But we've got to be very, very careful that we're not flooding them. There's a big difference between flooding, which is a term in psychology, and gradual and systematic desensitization. So, for example, the leash. You know, if we just go and we put that leash on, if she's that scared of it, um, that's flooding. It's too much too soon. However... If we just brought the leash out, maybe we're 10 feet away from, you know, the dog and just held it up and the dog saw it. And then we dropped it and went to the dog and gave a reward. And we did that over and over at that, say, 10 foot distance. Eventually, the dog's going to be excited to see that leash, at least at 10 feet. Because it knows, hey, good things are happening. I'm getting food. And then when that's comfortable, then we can maybe go to five feet. And when that gets comfortable, maybe we can go to two feet and, you know, get closer. But it's a gradual process over days or weeks where we present that item. If it's a leash, it's a leash. If it's something else they're afraid of, maybe it's a person. Same thing. Person needs to be at a certain distance where the dog's not wanting to run away, but they see the person, food. Person walks away, person comes back, see the person, food. Person walks away, person comes back, they see the person, food. And little by little, the dog gets very comfortable and likes it at that distance, and then you get to move in a little closer. It doesn't matter what the item is. Does that make sense? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, but it's a gradual process. If you go faster than the dog's pace, then you are not going to be able to... um to help the dog because it's going to end up being worse um, when you do that. I've got to go to a break. Are you willing to hold on? And when we come back from the break, we can go through the rest of the issues? Yes, definitely. Okay. And, well, and 
can I, and in the meanwhile, can I um, call my daughter and put her on a conference call? So that's her if you well. can make that happen and we don't lose you, go ahead and do that. We're going to go ahead and, and take about uh, a break, three-minute break. we got to hear from our sponsors, okay? Sounds good. I'm Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. We will be right back. Do you have a dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411 or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. I can't control my emotions. Control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? Want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. 
To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. And that would be me. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we are taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, hey, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of the Phoenix area can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. And before we went to break, we were talking to Patty on the phone, and I asked her to hold on so we could talk about some more of her dog's problems. Uh, she's got a rescue dog that was in Mexico that was rescued that's pretty fearful. Patty, are you still on the line? I am. Okay, so we talked a little bit about um, you know the leash, and and it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what the item is that a, that a dog is afraid of. The biggest thing is we don't want to flood them. We don't want to bring those items too close to them too soon. You know, if they're wanting to run away, we're definitely too close too soon. The further away an item is, if it's something visual that they're afraid of, the more comfortable it is. So what we want to do is, at a relatively comfortable distance expose them to the item and give high value food rewards and they start to associate that item at that distance as a good thing if they're willing to take the treats and the higher the value the food reward i mean if you got cut up chicken or little pieces of hot dog and use little tiny pieces so you can give them a bunch of it they start to get desensitized at that distance and then we're able to bring it a little bit closer and do the same work and you want to do this maybe three four times a day for about two minutes each if, if the dog's willing to do that. Now, if you get to a distance and the dog wants to run away and start showing a lot of stress, you worked too fast. you got to work at the dog's pace, and, and that's the thing. Every dog, especially fearful dogs, they're going to have a particular pace. Um, also, you were talking about potty training, and I want to address that because you can't get the dog outside. Um, you want to little by little start luring the dog with food towards the door. Again, taking little steps closer and closer and closer throughout a period of time, pairing high-value food rewards with that. And what I suggest also is you begin to feed the dog outside. Um, you may have to start feeding the dog close to the door first, okay? Get the dog closer to that door and start feeding there. But little by little, start moving that food closer and closer to the door that leads outside, and then little by little, Outside could be just opening the door and putting the bowl of food just right outside the threshold, little by little, till you get outside. Um, so that's one way to be able to get uh, your dog outside. So hopefully that will help you do that. When it comes to the petting, um, you present your hand, give a treat. Doesn't mean you touch the dog. Present your hand, maybe okay. go an inch towards the dog, give food. Present the hand an inch towards the dog, give food. Little by little, over time so that you can bring that hand closer and closer and closer. And then before you pet the dog, just touch the dog. Take one finger, touch underneath the dog's chin for a second, just touch, let go, reward. 
touch underneath the chin, let go, reward. Be careful. Don't bring your hand over the top of the dog. A lot of dogs don't like that. They're very afraid. Whether, you know, they were rescue dogs, dogs don't, a lot of times, you know, they don't like you to go right at their face and over the top of their head. So, you know, touching the chest of the dog. Yeah. You know, you got to break these things down into little tiny baby steps, little pieces. Now, some dogs are going to have trauma that has imprinted on their nervous system. Some dogs are going to need to have behavior medication because they may have a deficiency in serotonin. If you find that you keep exposing this puppy in very slow, gradual ways and the puppy's just not getting better, it just continues to have the same level of fear, that's when you might need to go to your veterinarian and talk to your veterinarian about um behavioral medicine to have that in conjunction with the behavior modification you're doing. And of course, you can always call a professional, um, whether it be myself at Phoenix Dog Training or any other professional uh, to help you through that process. So hopefully, Patty, that helps you. Um, we have another caller that we are going to go to right now. We've got Eric in Phoenix. Hey, Eric, welcome to Pet Talk today. Oh, thank you very much. Eric, how are you doing? Uh, doing okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling. What's going on with you? You have a pet that's having a problem? Yeah, I, we have a uh, cat that actually adopted us. Um, she came into the yard a few years ago mm-hmm. and um, uh, been a great cat. She seemed like, I don't know where she was um, house trained before. She she go, She's an inside-outside cat, mm-hmm. and she goes in and out. And Like I said, been a great cat. But all of a sudden, she developed this behavior where she'll come in from outside and she'll do, a, for lack of a better word, like a scream, like seven screams, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the night and all different times of night. And we're just trying to figure out what's that, what's a, what's that about? We, mm-hmm. we don't, and she didn't do that at first. She, in the first few years, she was fine, but she does that uh, now. Got it. Okay. And how long has that been going on now? It's been going on for a few years now, for maybe two years now. Mm, okay, so it's been it's been pretty well conditioned if it's been going on for two years. Does she have to go outside? Oh, does she? Um, we let her because we figured that's her behavior, and we, like I said, I didn't know where she came from, mm-hmm. so we kind of just uh, we have a you know a dog door, cat door. Yeah. Yeah. What I would do is I would go ahead and I would stop letting her go outside for at least thirty days. And then allow her to do that again and see what happens, okay? When she does come in after 30 days, I want you to go ahead and begin to start playing with her. Get her distracted with a cat toy, something on a string that you can move very fast, um, and that should help it. Give that a try and see if that helps. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. We need to go ahead and take a break here for news. We will be right back. Visit us online at 1100kfnx.com. Arizona's only independent voice. Independent Talk, 1100kfnx.
California is under a state of emergency as almost 600 wildfires continue to rage across the state. Correspondent Paul Verkamen is surveying some of the devastation in the Napa Valley. Here we've had 314,000 acres burned, some 560 structures completely destroyed. This is now the second largest wildfire in California history. It's that devastating. Six people have died in the fires. The U.S. House of Representatives has convened for a rare Saturday session to deal with disruptions in the delivery of mail. The number of coronavirus deaths in the U.S. now exceeds 175,000 with more than 5.6 million confirmed cases. The University of Washington saying its model projects the number of deaths in the U.S. could soar to 310,000 by December. Today, the number of deaths worldwide from the virus reached 800,000. I'm Christopher Cruz. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user, $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110 per month, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rate guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-569-5440. That's 1-800-569-5440. You're probably paying more than you should. Call Term Busters, 1-800-569-5440, or visit our website at termbusters.net. Remember, 1-800-569-5440. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting. Exam required to qualify. For the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center, an excessive heat watch goes into effect Monday. For this morning, a clear sky. Sunny today, high 108. Clear tonight, low 88. Sunday, sunny, high 110. Sunny Monday and Tuesday, high each day, 112. I'm meteorologist Jim Binaldi from the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 94 degrees. Next news in 30 minutes or when it breaks. Here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Yes, that's me. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. FNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that is just driving you crazy and you are fed up with their behavior? Well, we are here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. 
602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Before we went to break, we had Eric on the phone, and I don't know if Eric is still listening because he went ahead and, and dropped the call, but I want to explain a little more about why I'm having you do what you're doing with your cat. You told me for two years your cat comes inside and starts screaming or crying. What I want you to do is for 30 days, because your cat doesn't have to be outside, don't let the cat out for 30 days. Why? Because we want to break that habit. 30 days, break the habit. Then, after 30 days, go ahead, the cat goes outside. When the cat comes inside, have one of those cat toys. You know, they've got cat toys on, on a stick with a string. Uh, most cats have lots of prey dry. They love to go after that. When the cat comes in, start playing with it right away. So you're interrupting the cat. You're also making coming in a very positive thing. You know, do that for about 30 days. I think if you do that, just like that, you're probably going to be able to go ahead and uh, get rid of the problem. There also might be a very high population of feral cats where you live, and that can also really cause a problem. And so if if that's the the case, then what you want to be able to do is call the county so they can go ahead and set up traps and they can get those cats and, and take care of those cats as well. So we appreciate your calls. Again, if you've got a problem with your dog or cat, give me a call. The number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today. So, Brittany, are you into politics much? It's It's been difficult to follow these days. Difficult. You're shaking your head. Now, now you know, I'm a generation away from you. You're You're younger than me. Um, is your generation interested in politics much or are they just kind of disgusted with everything? I think a lot of people of my generation are very heavily opinionated. So I would say so. They're opinionated in terms of all of the, the stuff that's going on in the world right now. But are they, are they involved in politics? Do they vote? You know, I see a lot of people recently, um, saying that they're not going to vote this year. Wow. Do they say why? I don't read too much into it. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's the case. I think a lot of people are just really, really fed up with uh, the current state of politics uh, in America. So if you are really fed up with the current state of American politics, um, I've got a little bit of news that might cheer you up a little bit. According to Lex18, an NBC affiliate in Kentucky, a small community named Rabbit Hash has elected their new dog mayor. That's right, new dog mayor. They've been electing dog mayors uh, to rabbit hash for quite a while. Anyway, the new dog mayor is a three-year-old pit bull named Brenneth Pottrell. Love it. You love that, Brenneth Pottrell? So Brenneth Pottrell will take over office from current mayor Lucy Liu, who's a border collie who happened to be the town's first female in that position. Ah. So, yeah, they're they're progressive there, right? They're progressives. Um, as announced on the Rabbit Hash Historical Society website, Brenneth Pottrell won her position with a tally of 3,367 votes. Wow. Yeah. Brenneth's owners say that she is a rescue dog who loves tennis balls and licking people. Mm-hmm. The Rabbit Hash Historical Society notes in an unprecedented move, we have given official positions to the first and second runner-up, Bourbon and Lady. 
as ambassadors to Rabbit Hash in the case that the official mayor is unavailable for an event or obligation, the ambassadors will fill in. And there was evidently a peaceful transfer of power, too, as former mayor Lucy Liu, who was the first rabbit hash dog mayor to also live through the entire eight-year term, well, she sniffed the butts of all the candidates and has given her approval to the mayor-elect Bryn. <laughs> if only politics were were that adorable yeah. and, and that uh, that hopeful. Um, do we have any? We've got some email questions that that came in over the uh, over the week. We can maybe go to those and answer some of those. What do we've got? We do. We have Jason in Scottsdale. His question is: My dog marks everywhere. We cannot get him to stop marking in the house. How can we correct this? Well, marking, you have to treat as a potty training issue, all right? Even though it might seem like they're different, the dog thinks it's okay to go to the bathroom in the house. And one of the biggest problems with that is because people don't watch their dogs. Their dogs sneak away. They go to the bathroom in the house, and there's not a consequence. So if there's not a consequence in the dog's mind, well, it's certainly okay to go to the bathroom in the house. And if you take the dog over to where they made their mess, where they marked, after the fact and try to punish them or scold them, they have absolutely no idea why they're in trouble. You literally have zero to a half a second to pair a correction while the behavior is happening in that moment to have the dog connect the dots cognitively. So something unpleasant needs to happen. Now, I'm not telling you to hit your dog. I'm not telling you to abuse your dog. No dog should experience fear, pain, or intimidation, okay? But, you know, a sharp no just to get the dog's attention, make that a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and you've got to keep the dog with you. You know, if you've got to put the dog on leash as you're moving from room to room and help guide the dog, here's the number one rule, whether marking, potty training, the number one rule is always supervise your dog, have your dog in your eyesight, or crate your dog. Your dog typically is not going to have a mess in the crate. If you crate your dog, make sure you take your dog outside first. Give them an opportunity to relieve themselves. If you can't watch your dog, the dog is in the crate. If you've got a potty training problem, that's the way you have to live until it's resolved. The dog's in your eyesight, on the leash, with you. So if there is a marking or accident, you're able to correct the dog in the act. If you can't watch the dog, the dog is in the crate. Now, That's the correction side. On the opposite side is the reward side. You need to teach the dog that, hey, going to the bathroom is where the jackpot is. Make it worth your dog's while to go to the bathroom outside. Have super high-value food rewards. And as soon as your dog stops urinating or as soon as your dog stops defecating, go ahead and throw that high-value food reward in your dog's mouth, whether it be um, a cut-up piece of hot dog, a cut-up piece of steak or chicken, something really, really high value. So if you work both ends, the correction and the reward, and you keep your dog in your eyesight, and when you can't, you go ahead and then crate your dog, you're going to find that within 30 to 60 days, this problem most likely is going to be resolved. We are going to go right back to the phones. We've got another caller. We've got Mike in Scottsdale on the line. Mike, welcome to Pet Talk today. Thanks for calling. Oh, thanks. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Mike. How's your weekend so far? I'm doing great. Great. Um, Yeah, I have a Australian Shepherd, year and a half old, and... uh, likes to jump on people 
he's a very friendly dog. So I just don't know how to correct that. Well, when it comes to jumping, a lot of times in the beginning we've created the problem. How old was this dog when you got the dog? Uh, eight weeks. Eight weeks. And when it was a puppy... And it kind of stood up and, you know, with its back legs and had its front legs on your legs or something. And you reach down and pet the puppy or you're sitting on the couch and they kind of jump up a little bit and they got their legs on you and we're petting them, you know, because they're cute and we want to pet them. But we're reinforcing the jumping behavior right from the beginning when they're puppies. And that's the first thing that we need to remember is that, hey, especially if it's going to be a big dog, okay? Yeah, it's all cute and fun and games when they're little. But then they start getting right. big and jumping, and, and then it becomes a problem. So the first step is, and I know we can't go back in time, but if we could, to not reinforce the behavior when they get up on us to move away, when they don't get up on us, go ahead and reward them. So there's a couple things that you can do right now because you've got an adult dog that jumps. Number one, greetings to the dog by yourself, family members, and anybody else that greets the dog needs to be extremely calm. You know, you don't say anything. You walk in slow. You stop. You freeze like a tree. Because the more excited we are, the more excited the dog's going to be, the more likely they are going to jump. If the dog is calm, because we're calm and not jumping, reward the dog. So always have rewards with you. Okay? That's one thing. The other thing is interrupting jumping behavior by giving a command for a behavior that we've taught previously that the dog knows is going to get a very high-value food reward can begin to change the dog's behavior. Because if the dog starts to learn that, hey, as soon as I see you, if I sit, I get a high-value food reward, after a while, the dog's going to want to do the sitting because that's where the paycheck is. That's where the value is. But if when they jump up on us, okay, we need to give a very firm no. And if you say no and your dog is wagging its tail and all happy and excited, guess what? That was not a correction. You interrupted the behavior maybe, but the dog could care less, you know, if you go, no, and the dog's wagging its tail. Some dogs are very soft dogs. You can practically look at them and they fall apart. They roll on their back and, you know, you point your finger at them, they roll on their back and they pee themselves. They're a very soft dog, okay? But some dogs are really hard dogs. You could practically kick them upside the head and they come back running, hey, that was cool, that was fun, man, let's do some more of that. Now, I don't know why I always have to, I don't know why I always have to say this, but people don't kick your dog in the head. I'm gonna get the hate mail, okay? I'm not advocating that, but you have to look at the dog. How's the dog responding to the correction? You know, does the dog care? Now it sucks when you have to, you know, scream. Nobody likes to scream at the dog, okay? So one of the other things you can do is you keep a leash on the dog, alright? As the dog comes near you, you step on that leash. Dog attempts to jump, usually they can't get up all the way. And you ignore them. It gets uncomfortable for them, right? They're jumping, they're jumping, they can't get up all the way because you're stepping on the leash. When they calm down, give a food reward. When they're jumping, just put your foot on that leash, ignore what they're doing, wait it out. The next thing that you can do, see, in all these other previous cases, it's been reactive. The dog gave the behavior, we're reacting by correcting. Be proactive. What I mean by being proactive is you can have a leash on your dog. Get crazy. Start getting yourself all worked up. I know I told you not to do that, but when we're proactively trying to correct a problem, we're baiting the dog. We're baiting the dog to jump up on us. And when they do, we give a correction. And then we bait them again. And if they jump on us, we give a correction. 
we bait them a third time. If they take the bait the third time, I guarantee you the correction's not firm enough. They don't care. You need to up the ante on the correction. All right. If they, if you're baiting them and they don't jump up, they get the high value food reward. So we're making things very black and white. They jump up. There's something unpleasant that happens. They don't jump up. Boom. They get a high value food reward. Do that two or three times a day where you're proactively going ahead and teaching them that, hey, if you jump up, there's a correction. If you don't, you get a food reward. Do that two two to three times a day. Do that for about a month. I guarantee you that your dog will no longer be jumping. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we are taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. Dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog Training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411. Or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. I can't control my emotions. Control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. Or I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? Want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. 
At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. If you happen to miss one of the Pet Talk Today shows, go look for our podcast. You can go to um, Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify, um, all the major carriers of podcasts and just do a search for pet talk today and you can listen to every one of the shows by subscribing to the pet talk today podcast do you have a crazy cat or not a controlled dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help are you fed up with your pet not listening well i'm here to help you deal with all of those pet behavior problems call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors pick up your phone Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, you can go ahead and call 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to go back to the phones. And I think we've got, let's see, we've got Kim in Phoenix on the line. Hey, Kim, welcome to Pet Talk today. Hi. Hi. What's going on? How's your weekend? Oh, um, I have a cat. Okay. Uh, She's indoor, outdoor. Uh Uh-huh. And she, you know, she can't be just just an indoor cat. She won't accept that. Mm -hmm. But um, she's been uh, doing some different behaviors where she's, um, she does have health issues. And um, she's started to scratch the... uh, couch and then she's getting her nails actually stuck in there mm-hmm. because she won't use her scratchers mm-hmm. and um when you're in the room with her she'll see you're there and she'll just walk past you and just start walking around and screaming mm-hmm. and she's trying to drink um pool water and i know with her health issues she's kind of also not uh you know, uh, kept up on as much of her grooming and she is, uh, like, uh, smacking her lips that that's, those are kind of more some newer type mm-hmm. of things. What kind of health problems does she have? Uh, kidney disease. She's got kidney disease. Okay. So have you talked to the vet about these issues too? Because, you know, she might be in pain. That could be part of the problem. You know, the screaming, the crying. How old is she? 
Uh, I don't know. She just came in the okay. yard. Well, when you've got kidney disease, you know, the kidneys are, are one of the organs that filters out the toxins in our body. And if you've got kidney disease, that means that the body typically is starting to fill up with, with toxins, okay? Um, is she on any medications? Um, just um, fish oils, and she does have like an herbal, um, um, you know, kidney healing supplement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, she does, you know, that's a whole other thing, you know, trying to get her to take pills. but Right. And then she has like an anti-nausea medication. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So all those medications might be building up in her system at higher levels than they should be because she might not be processing it through her kidneys. So if you haven't been to the vet in a while, when's the last time you were there? I, well, it's, it's been a while. She, she's due. I'm yeah. trying to get you my need, husband to when you've got Yeah. <laughs> when you've got a physical problem like that, the first thing you always got to do is you go to the vet and you explain what's going on, okay? Um, as far as uh, the scratching. I, I mean, I have called and questioned different things, yeah. but, you, need you to know, bring her they in. just yeah, you need to bring are her kind in. of indifferent, you know. Yeah. I mean, you need well, to, we have, like, an agreement with the vet to not bring her in because she gets so stressed she screams the whole way there back and forth and yeah and so one of the things i was going to mention is there is you know anxiety medication for cats and she might be having a lot of anxiety due to the fact that she's got the kidney disease okay okay and and some of these behaviors a lot of behaviors are based in anxiety especially the screaming one okay so when you go to the vet talk to them and see if she's a candidate for behavioral medicine. Now, there's a lot of people that, you know, poo-poo behavioral medicine. But the fact of the matter is the medicines that we use today are very targeted in the brain, okay? We use medications that affect serotonin, a neurotransmitter in the brain. And if you've got a lack of serotonin, hey, there's no training, there's no behavior modification that is going to change a neurochemical imbalance. And the way that these medications work, because they're so specifically targeted to that neurotransmitter, if you give the medication to an animal and they don't see any improvement in you know 30 to 45 days, well, we know that serotonin probably is not a factor in it because it is so specific. Nobody does a spinal tap and collects cerebral spinal fluid and tests that to find out what the levels of neurotransmitters are. That's just something that we don't do. So when it comes to behavioral medicine, um, we use it not only to treat the animal, but we also use it as a diagnostic tool. It lets us know if our suspicions of a neurochemical imbalance are true. But all of that stuff you need to talk to your veterinarian about. You know, it's really important to understand. I'm not giving out any medical advice. I'm just telling you, based on my experience working with 24,000 or so animals, dogs, cats, you name it, that these are the things that I see. These are the things that um, we do that, you know, can help. With the scratching, make sure you've got two scratching posts near where she's having the scratching problem. You got to make sure that one is horizontal and one is vertical. How many scratching posts do you have? Oh, gosh, I think four. They're they're in the other room, though. She just like, you know. They need to be brought into the room where she's got the scratching problem. 
And again, she need... scratches in like three rooms now. So. Well, you've got four, so oh. I would get six. You got three rooms. I would put one that's vertical, one that's horizontal. There, okay. The other thing I would do is when she starts to scratch, I'd interrupt that behavior and I would start playing with her. Again, get a cat toy, get one of these toys that are on a stick that have a string that has a toy on it, and start flirting that. It's called a flirt pole. Start flirting that pole around and getting the cat interested in doing that. A big part of stopping behaviors is just, A, interrupting them, not just for a day, but for about a month each and every time they're doing it. What does that mean? That means that we have to watch the animal, whether it's a dog, whether it's a cat. they got to be in our eyesight. If they get away with doing a behavior and we don't see it, well, that behavior is self-rewarding for the animal. Okay, And if the behavior is self-rewarding for the animal, that's positive reinforcement. They're going to continue to do that. So if you're watching your cat and your cat begins to do that, try to interrupt, try to play with your cat. If your cat won't do that, well, there's got to be some kind of a consequence, all right? Mild, you know, a spray bottle with some water spraying the cat in the face, okay? Nothing that's going to cause fear, pain, or intimidation. It's important to watch how your cat responds and reacts to that type of correction. Some corrections are going to be way too much for some animals. You can tell by their reaction whether or not it was too much. Again, we're not trying to cause fear, pain, or intimidation. We are trying to go ahead and correct a behavior, and sometimes we've got to be a little firmer. Sometimes we've got to be a little bit lighter. We're just about out of time today. I want to thank everybody that called and those that submitted questions. Brittany, thank you for helping out as always. It's been a pleasure. And to all of our listeners, be sure to listen to Pet Talk today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. where we will be answering more of your pet behavior and training questions. I'm Will Bangura. Have a great rest of your weekend. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Don't go anywhere because next up after the news is your daily dose of nutrition with Denise Coventry. We are out of here. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday. You're listening to Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX, Cape Creek, Phoenix, the home of the Brian Kilmeade Show. KFNX News Time. It's 10 o'clock.